Hello. Three Six Mafia Wild on Tour. Whooping these. Mm, and. Stop, dog. Sorry, my dog's a crackhead. I can no. tell. Wow, look at he me. He never stops. Does he not? No. We're getting him fixed this week. Oh, the poor, the the poor puppy. Ollie, you better stop, or I'll cut your nuts off tomorrow. Oh shoot! Okay, so I just got all right. So, little, uh, welcome to episode ten of the Little Aussie Podcast. We are back. Uh, took a break last week. Uh, had to get all of our ducklings in a row. Um, yes. but yeah, we we're all set. We're ready to go. Um. Jumping right into it. Um, I'm currently in Missouri at the time. Uh, I, I where you were. Yeah, heading. yeah. I'm in Missouri with with my other company. So you know that's where I'm at. I'm in uh Columbia, which is home of the Mizzou Tigers. What time um, is it out there? Uh, we are an hour behind you. Only an hour. Yeah, only so an hour. So it's eight eight o'clock over there. All right. Yeah, it's eight eleven. Yep. Nice. So uh, it's not. You know, Missouri is actually not as far west as I thought it was. Yeah, so I thought it was further. Like than we're still, I'm still on the eastern side of the Mississippi River. I'm fairly certain. I think. Yeah, don't quote. Is. Don't don't quote me on that, TK. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's. Oh wait, nope, nope. I crossed the Mississippi. I did cross the Mississippi. Wait. <laughs> Does the Mississippi run through St. Louis? Okay, the Mississippi runs through yes. St. Louis. And oh, I'm in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm in central Missouri at the time. So. Oh, yeah, Missouri. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Cause, yeah. Because I saw you were in Texas, so, okay. Well, yeah, so I flew from Charlotte to Texas, from Texas to Columbia, Missouri, and then I'm actually hopping on a plane. Actually, if you're listening to this on, what, Thursday? I'm probably yes. on a plane from Missouri to Chicago and from Chicago back to Charlotte. So I'm kind of making like this big old circle around the eastern United States on an aircraft. So that that's okay. fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, TK, uh, I, I, I can't remember if I touched up on the last podcast or not because uh, it was solo and I was just bang, 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 bang. But uh, l- tell the people about... Uh, about your your world and, and what's going on in it right now. What what's happening? Um, right now I'm living in my girlfriend's parents' house. Nice. Which is which is better than it sounds. I'm in, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, but uh, a new job at a new school. Nice. I'm teaching social studies to uh, freshmen. It's great. Oh oh god. Dog. Stop. Oh oh lord. You got you got the hormones, TK. I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm not an. And I'm glad I'm not an English teacher. So uh, let's just say that. Uh, hold on, now, now you have to elaborate. What's wrong with being an English teacher? Oh, nothing's wrong with being an English teacher. I'm just saying I'm glad I don't have to grade their English because they, you know, they they they, they, they don't they don't know the English. Some some of them do. Some of them. Eh. What what percentage of the sum? Don't know the English. I'm sorry, my dog is currently <laughs> chasing his tail right now. Stop. <laughs> uh, well, I think TK is a little occupied at the moment. 
also say that. Uh, oh, hold on, TK. We can't hear you. Hear me now. There we go. Now we're cooking with peanut oil. I have no idea what I did. I just waited a few seconds. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Dude, stop. Okay. Um, let's just say that um, we were learning key terms for this uh, for the semester. One of them happened to be um, evaluation, the, the oh, word wow. evaluation, and a lot of them thought I was uh, I was talking about evolution. Uh, oh my. So I guess we're, that's not really an English thing, but sort of, kind of. I mean, it, that's, you know, I'm not 13, 14 years old, but I'm, it, were we that dumb? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember not knowing the difference between evolution and evaluation. Right. Uh, TK, we lost you again. Can you hear me now? No. Wait, wait, what? TK, we still can't hear you. Oh, how did you know that I said... Can you hear me? Now? Oh, hang on. We're getting somewhere. You, can you there hear? you go. There you go. There you go. You're you not muffled. Answer. You were muffled. I can hear you, but you're muffled. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, I understand English is hard. So, for some, yeah, good thing. Good thing history doesn't have anything to do with the English. Well, it does. I mean, I guess. But... I mean, you kind of got to know these kids are going to walk around thinking that they're, you know, one political party, but they're really the other. Who? So they kind of have to understand a little bit of English. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Good, but we won't jump too good, far into that. Good moves. Good moves so far. Good moves. Very good I don't, moves. I don't get. I don't get. I don't think I get my first paycheck until the middle of February. So oh, oh my. We're still we're still a broke boy until then. Well, you know that's 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 fine. You know, yeah. You you got a place to live. You got food in your belly, a roof over your head, and all is well. Yep, it's all that matters. So, yeah. So, oh well, yeah. So let's get into the meat of this podcast. Uh, obviously, there has been a lot that has gone on between the last time you and I met and now. Yes. And so the first thing I wanted to touch up on was I wanted to go over all of our teams. And I wanted to go over their current recruiting classes. And whenever I say current, I mean as of... Everybody that's you want to talk about everybody that they signed that they just signed for National Signing Day. Yeah, well, yeah. As far as okay. what we know right now, on January nineteenth, two thousand twenty-two, at um, nine seventeen Central or 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 wait, yeah. no, it's nine seventeen Eastern. Okay, sorry, my computer doesn't change whenever I move. So nine seventeen Eastern. Yes. On January nineteenth is is whenever all of this has come in. So. I kind of have it in in a list from from top to bottom, uh, from from our our least impressive recruiting class to our most impressive, okay. according to twenty twenty four seven sports. Um, and we'll save we'll save the best team for last, and we'll start at we'll start at the very top. So, obviously, we have our Division three team, Brevard College. Yes. Um, obviously, there is there is no information on on. Brevard College and who they're recruiting, unless we really want to get in depth. But we can just assume 
that they are probably they probably had the the worst recruiting class out of all of our teams. Yeah, we, I mean, we assume that. I mean, just the fact that they're D three would would say that that they're lower caliber. Recruits, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I try. I think the only place that you could really find anything on theirs would be on Twitter, but even maybe, then I, yeah, and you'd have to maybe do some really deep, deep, deep diving on on their roster page right. and all that fun stuff, and that that would just be a lot to go through. Um, right. I did reach out to Brevard College a few weeks ago just to kind of get some some information on them. I ain't heard nothing. Yeah, I ain't heard nothing from them, and I reached out to a few people. Uh, but you know that's fine. We'll we'll figure out some things about Brevard. Is is you know we have until August to to figure out Brevard and the in the tornadoes. So you can also yeah. right now on OKListenHere.com, uh, you can pick up a Nader season shirt. So yes. I think I think they're on sale for twenty, I believe. So you can go pick up the Nader season on the OKListenHere.com under the little Aussie page um and on the online store so moving on my team the fateville state broncos again not much information there it'd have to be there'd have to be some deep digging um so i don't really have any news from fateville state so i I won't i won't rest here too terribly long um but what we can do is move on to the lenore ryan bears tk I, i would take it you probably know this team a little bit better than I do. Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't seen a whole lot, but um, it, it doesn't look like that they've announced anything um, official because normally normally they would announce it on their on our um, website, but I've seen I haven't seen anything. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to pull up our uh, our football Twitter real mm-hmm. quick. Um, I know that we've got a couple transfers from. Within D two, um, we've got some some good offensive linemen coming in, I think, and a couple That's other tra- a couple other transfers coming in from what That's I've big. heard from Carson, for the most part. So um, okay, I, I don't know. We I think I, from what I've seen, we've got some pretty 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 decent. TK, um, we lost you again. We've got some pretty decent. There we go. Um, <laughs> From what I've seen so far, it looks like we've got some pretty decent uh, talent coming in. So that's good. That's uh, good. I've seen a I've I've seen a thing here, here and there, uh, uh, pertaining to um Lenore Ryan, especially on their Instagram and all that. So I see that they're getting recruits in. Um, but as far as like who they are and what their caliber is, I, I my guess is as good as yours. Right. So. So. Um. I mean. m- so moving on, uh, and I actually do have a little bit of information on your your Gardner Webb Bulldogs. Um, there are currently, according to twenty four seven Sports, there are two hard commits and one that has signed uh, the letter of intent. Uh, y'all have a court. There's a quarterback yeah. and a corner cornerback that um, are committed. Uh, the quarterback is from Lancaster, Texas cornerback is from georgia and then you'll have a receiver that has signed the uh signed their letter of intent out of vero beach florida so five nine 180 pounds little uh i'm hoping he's a little speedy (laughs) yeah so 
Um, and yeah. let's see. They do have a few prominent players on their team as it stands out of the class of 2020. Uh, they have th- a three-star defensive tackle, a three-star cornerback, and a three-star running back. It looks like the running back might have transferred out, but y'all, Gardner Webb does have a defensive tash- tackle, Cash Devon, and a cornerback, Christian Miller, on the team right now as it stands. So, um, Gardner Webb will probably be pretty decent with those players. Yeah, on they the were. Team. Yeah, they were. Um... If they're bringing in, if they're bringing in pretty good players, they they were pretty good this year, for mm-hmm. the most part. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be interesting for sure. Um, let's see. Moving on, we have my FCS team and my alma mater, the Western Carolina Catamounts. Which, when I saw this. I was shocked because when 24-7 does their rankings, they, they do like the top 150. And within that 150, Western Carolina is ranked number 145 in the nation. And this is this is between FBS and FCS. So hmm. they they they've they're number one in their conference this year. They were number two last year. And so I have every reason to believe that Western Carolina, you know, this year, starting this year, maybe next year, once they once they get, you know, these few classes that have been really good coming in. Yeah. I think Western Carolina might have a shot at finally winning a conference. Really? Again, I know that standard isn't there at Western Carolina. I know the winning culture isn't there. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's exciting to know that for two years in a row, Western Carolina has had a decent recruiting class, like a right. As far as the FCS is concerned, a um a ranked a ranked class. So, right. um, their uh their number one prominent player is a three star cornerback out of Dade Christian School in Florida, five eight one hundred and fifty. Dang, this he is tiny, but hey, yeah. he's a three star, so we'll take it. Um. Looks like they're also getting a quarterback as well out of Kentucky. So, that's pretty big. Um, nice. Yeah. So, Western I mean, Carolina. I don't, know, I don't know what – yeah, I don't know what Western needs. I mean, they might need a lot. Man, they, sure, they, need, but... they need everything. They need all the help that they can get. <laughs> if sure. I, yeah. So, it, it'll be interesting to see, um, especially with this new coach that's in. I think this will be his second or third year in. Uh, so it, it ought to be really interesting. And this quarterback dude, I'm looking at him. He is freaking huge. He's six foot seven. Word. He is six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pounds. This dude is a freaking beast. That's a, he's a. That's a freaking. I don't even know what to compare. Middle linebacker, freaking safety. I don't even know. I, I, that's a freaking receiver. <laughs> that's a receiver. Uh, he's he's got offers from oh hold on it gets bigger, he's got offers from Louisville, Michigan State, Vanderbilt, Washington. Dang, how did Western Carolina land this guy? Man, oh uh, yeah, oh and Cincinnati. Oh wait, no, he's just okay. Hang on, let me back up. He was just interested in these schools. My bad. He got offered by Butler. That's the only big school. Okay, let, 
my bad. Sorry. That was that was my fault. I didn't read through all the way. But regardless, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see this quarterback play. Yeah. So and then of that's course a big, with, that's with, a big boy playing quarterback. That is a big boy playing quarterback. So I'll be I'll be watching him pretty hard, especially since I'm right there. Yeah. Um that that'll be that'll be a fun fun team to watch. I'm I yeah that that I'm I'm excited to see where that goes that that and I'm t- I'm telling you what I really want to see Western Carolina and Lenore Ryan match up. Yeah. Had it had it been, you know, 2 3 years ago, I would have said Lenore Ryan would have wiped them out of the water. But now, I don't know. Yeah, that would be, be good be good. That'd be a good game. I think it would be sure. good, especially with all, with these nationally ranked recruiting classes coming in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. The next team that we have on our list is the Bowling Green Falcons, ranked number one hundred and two nationally and number mm-hmm. eight in the mid or in the MAC. So, not doing too hot as far as the MAC yeah. is concerned. Number eight of twelve. Yeah, I don't. And again, like I like I don't really know what any of these teams need for the most part. Man, whenever you're down this bad, yeah. you need just about everything that you can get. Right. So, um, but I guess the fact that they're not, you know, 150 is a pretty big deal. Um, they do have a few transfers coming in. Uh, they got, they have an offensive tackle coming in from Cincinnati. Uh, he was a three star. He's a three star transfer. Was a three star coming out of high school. So, yeah. uh, that might be big for them. Um. They got a hard commit at quarterback out of Baltimore, so six one two fifteen. So not quite as tall as our Western Carolina guy, but yeah, you know, new quarterback. That's always interesting to come in. Uh, let's see. Oh, it looks like they recruited multiple quarterbacks to come in. So yeah, a little bit of a quarterback battle. A three star yeah. out of Ohio, Owen Bainbridge, coming in. So that, right, there's a, there's another three star out of. Out of Maryland, looks like. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. You got the hard commit well, out hard of Maryland, commit. and then yeah. the signed letter intent from Ohio. So, you know, good little quarterback battle going on there. So that ought to be interesting. And who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't have big, big standards yeah. for Bowling Green, but I mean, I mean, they're number top- eight, they're number eight in the MAC, and yeah. it's better than last year. Last I mean, year they were number ten. So, who again, knows? Again, like I like I said, I mean, I don't I don't know what they need, but it looks like the, their top rated guy coming in this year is a defensive lineman. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you need if you need good big guys up front on defense, then I guess you're good. But I don't know. Yeah. So I don't I don't know either, man. Um, we can start getting into teams that we might know a little bit more about. Uh, we'll move on to your Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, ranked number 72 nationally and number two in the Sun Belt. Yeah. So, as we know, they have been doing re- – the Chanticleers have been doing relatively well Yeah. Uh, these last few years. And, you know, I, I think in the last few games of the season, they, they took themselves out of uh, – conference title birth um yeah but they've been hanging right there and they had they had one coming in um let's see I mean, 
big recruits. Um, they've got they've got a, a dude listed as an athlete on here. Their top recruits through a three star. So, okay, I want to pause there. I want to pause there. Whenever whenever a player comes in as an athlete, is there like a a position where they might typically go? Because yeah, I don't athlete. I'm thinking okay, this dude is more than likely going to be like a mid. He's going to be like a running back, a tight end, or right. or right. or a, a running back, or something along those lines. Is that right. is that pretty typical for an athlete, or does um, it just? I mean, kind of depend. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like. See, I don't. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know if he'd be. I don't know if he's good on what what side of the ball he's good on. I, I don't mm-hmm. know because you can be good. You can be a good mid size on offense, but not a good mid size on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that I I I don't know. I'd have to watch his film if he's got film. But yeah, well, solely based off of this dude's height and weight, five eight, one hundred and fifty four pounds. He's small. He's tiny. So he's pro- I'd say probably a receiver or a or yeah, a maybe like a slot receiver or yeah. maybe a running back if he's fast enough. Um, yeah. but I I couldn't even tell you. I mean, he's a three star. So he is a three star. So that means he can do something. Matthew McDoom. That what a last name though, McDoom. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, okay, take take his height and weight out of yeah. out of, you know, if you're looking at these teams side by side and judging them solely based off of last name, right? McDoom has got to be one of the most hardcore last names you can find, right? Mcdoom. That's. Uh, let's hope that he's got the game to. Uh, yeah, I hope he does to back too. It up, so. I I want I want to watch McDoom. Ball out now. The the only other thing is, in a program as good as Coastal Carolina, who knows if the if any of these guys are being brought in to start right away? I bet a, I bet a lot of these guys are coming in and they're going to be redshirted. Yeah, more than gonna, likely. Yeah. So if if, I, if you're number two in the Sun Belt, then you you've got dudes on both sides of the ball that you're probably wanting to keep in their position. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then, you know, the thing about the Sun Belt, too, is, you know, I know that we have our Power Five, but as far as, like, your your lower-level conferences, the Sun Belt is arguably one of the most competitive, in my opinion. Right. So, I, I, I mean, like I like watching some Sun Belt football. Oh, Sun Belt sure. football is fun. I mean, it's better than the MAC. That, yeah. That's for sure. But, like, you got teams like Coastal, App State, Georgia State, uh, Louisiana, who's remained pretty competitive right here recently. Georgia Southern, which does a lot of recruiting where I'm from. Yeah. Like, all of those guys right there, I mean, it just makes for good, fun football. And so, yeah. I enjoy watching it. And, you know, if there's a if there's a Sunbelt game going on, I'm watching it. So, right. you know, it's not it's not my last resort, but it, it's just – it's good football. I think it's good right. football, especially for, for, you know, some three stars that might – have not been recruited very heavily. I think you're going to – I would consider the Sun Belt to be, like, the diamond in the rough. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to find some gems out there. Well, so. we, we also we also grew up right here in an area where there are two – well, not rec- – you've got App. Mm-hmm. App, who, who has recently become a powerhouse of the Sun Belt. You've got Georgia Southern. And then you've got now you've got Coastal Carolina, all three mm-hmm. of them right here together. And I see I see more about Georgia State than I do anyone, honestly. Yeah, like that, which is crazy to me. So I know that they do some heavy recruiting out of Charlotte, um, right? Charlotte and South Carolina. 
So it, I live in a very interesting area where you kind of have like Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia all right there. And so all this all this feed comes in from each of those states. And Georgia State yes. makes a pretty big splash um, yes. in in these um, in in recruiting. So. Right. Um, you know, I like watching them, but yeah, Coastal Carolina is, yeah, that's all I got to say. I ain't got much, yeah. I ain't got much else to say about Coastal Carolina. Yeah. There's, so now we, now we start moving into some of our m- m- more prominent teams. And this is one that is interesting because of the yeah. whole Lincoln Riley situation. Right. So 24 seven sports is how we ranked them was strictly based off the off of the 20, class of 2022 commits. Yeah. So it, on paper, nationally they're ranked 60 and the Pac-20 they're ranked ninth. But this year where they've really kind of hit hard, it was that transfer portal. Yeah. Um as we saw we saw Mark come in from Oklahoma, uh the four-star transfer out of Oklahoma. He was a four-star out of high school, and I mean, yeah. the dude was just raw. Um, and so he transferred to USC. As it stands right now, we don't have any news on Caleb Williams going to USC, but I he's he's more than likely going to head over there. Yeah. Um, and then they have the wide receiver from Colorado, uh, also a four-star transfer, also a four-star out of high school that transferred over. Um, and so, I mean, it, it, you know, that they're hitting, they're hitting the transfer portal hard. Um, but that's not to say that, and the fact that they're ranked 60 kind of baffles me because they got two five stars, a cornerback and a, and a running back. Right. And then they got a few four stars on the team, including a receiver. So it looks like a lot of skill players. They're going to, they're going to be talented at the skill player positions. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, they don't have they don't have any big guys coming in, which might just be something with the Pac-12. I've noticed that the Pac-12 isn't as big as like the SEC or any of these other Power Five conferences. Yes. So, but they're very skilled. They have the skill players. Like when you think Oregon, what do you think of? Yeah, right. I'm not I'm not thinking the O linemen or any or big big boys. I'm thinking more court. Like honestly, I'm thinking quarterbacks and. Mm-hmm. And receivers for the most yeah. part. That West Coast offense. Yeah. You know, very air raid heavy. You know, just quick, fast. And I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it might have been like NCAA 2012. And you might you might know this, but you might know this, but they had a running back that was just fast. Yeah. Dude was fast. He was like number six or something. I can't remember who it was to save my life. Yeah. And all, all my NCAA 2012 nuts will probably get on me for it, but I remember using him, and I mean, it's just they're just fast. It's a fast-paced conference for sure, right? So, but USC will be interesting because of their because of the transfer portal, um, and their national rank as far as twenty twenty two recruits doesn't really reflect how and what they've done in this offseason. But you know right. what? I'll take it. Um, and they've got a they've got a. Aussie punter coming in, you know. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just a little. We know how we feel about the Aussie punters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, moving on to a more local team. We have NC State 
currently ranked 58 nationally in this class and ranked number nine in the ACC. And I'm seeing some very familiar schools yeah. out of where they're recruiting. Uh, there's A.L. Brown out of the county that I'm in, four-star Torn Wright, yep. linebacker. He signed on. They have – oh, where – oh, they got Valdosta. They got a dude out of Valdosta. Um, not that I really care. But they got a cornerback coming out of East Forsyth, a three-star cornerback. Yep. A three-star receiver coming out of Northern Guilford. And then – is that an O line? Yeah, it's an it's an O line out of carry, a three star out of carry. Yeah, they so. Well, actually, they look to be they look to be recruiting more on the defensive side now that I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more, yeah, they more got a bunch of defensive linemen and linebackers coming in, which which they don't really need all that help. I don't know who's leaving. I don't know who they're losing, but. I would assume that their defense is probably going to stay relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, other than their top couple um, rated signees, mm-hmm. most, of, most of them are on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, like they and, have one running back, one quarterback, an O-line, a receiver, and an O-lineman out of the 12 they have signed on. So, yeah, it looks like they did hit, hit defense pretty hard this year. And this this class isn't huge, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot bigger. And they've only got one one transfer. I'm sure they're going to probably get more. Yeah. Again, yeah. As more news comes through, yeah, it, it's bound to happen. So, yeah. so, so not much movement out of NC State, but we'll move on to your Oregon Ducks. Oh, I'm just going to dog on for a little bit. They just yeah, absolutely got the crap kicked in. About Oklahoma. Yeah, that, 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 that game. I, I I'm gonna put a pin in this for a second, just just because that that I, again, I don't know how much I covered in the last few podcasts about that bowl game between Oklahoma and Oregon, but I think that bowl game, even though that they had Oregon had players out, I think that bowl game does prove that Oklahoma was a lot better than what Lincoln Riley had them. Right. So I, if Lincoln Riley wasn't there, I'm not going to say that they would have been top four, but they definitely, I think, would have won the conference and would have been in, at the very least, a conversation because they finished number 10 in the country. And, I mean, if they right. just didn't lose anything, they would have been number four or five at least. Right. So, anyways, we're talking about the Ducks right now. No five stars. No, no. five stars going to right. Oregon, which is crazy to me. That, that's great. Who wouldn't want to go to Oregon? I mean, just right. the brand itself sells. Right. So exactly. And I, I mean, Oregon's good, but I think, I think, I think they need to. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that four star athletes, because I was a four star athlete myself. Like, like the you can't. I'm not going to sit here and say that 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 these aren't elite athletes that can be game changers. Like these, mm-hmm. like they can, they can certainly push you over the edge. But like those five-star recruits and those, those top of their class mm-hmm. are, are definitely, are definitely crucial for taking them to the next level. Like they're definitely playoff contenders, but they aren't, they're like, I, I love Notre Dame, but you know how, like, it's like, it's so weird how there's such a, a gap in, in talent, like, like Notre Dame does well and then they get to the playoffs and then they lose by like 20. 
yeah like, or something like that like it's like it's like something ridiculous how they like like it makes it look like they shouldn't have even been there right and and it seemed like especially in that game that uh Oklahoma game it it almost seemed like Oregon should not have even been in that game yeah and like i think i think you got to get you got to get top of your class recruits to push you over that edge yeah you definitely do now here's the thing about Oregon and where kind of the big kicker is, he's a three-star as a transfer, but was a five-star coming out of high school. Bo Nix from Auburn yeah, heading over to Oregon. That's a big pickup for him. That's a huge pickup right. for him. So we saw how Auburn did this year, and they did all right. But, again, it, it's SEC. You know, Auburn, you know, performed – honestly, I don't even know. Um. But Bo Nix is a big name. Yeah. And if he turns out to be better than what they had, it is possible that he takes them over that edge. But I think right. Oregon is taking a gamble on him. And I mean, because, yeah. Go on. I mean, I was going to say something about like the, the whole quarterback, the whole quarterback position at Oregon is what drives the is what drives the team, I feel like. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, they are think, such a quarterback-dependent team, for you think, sure. You think back to the Marcus Mariota uh, mm-hmm. era, and you see how good they were. Yeah. And then once they lost Marcus Mariota, they, they were – I mean, they've still been good, but they they were never on national championship mm-hmm. level. So, yeah. Was that, the, was that the last year of the BCS? Was that, was that it? Was that Oregon and Ohio State? I couldn't tell you. I'm not a history. I'm not a history teacher, TK. <laughs> that's that's your job. You're um, the history guy here. But regard regardless, Oregon's always I feel like been known to be, to have like we just talked about have have a good quarterback and have yeah. good receiver. And they're they're as good as their quarterbacks are. Right. So hopefully he can come in and be and be what Oregon needs and. And I, I don't know if anybody's going to be as good as a as a Heisman winner, Marcus Mariota, but no, um, I I wouldn't put Bo Nix into that category. Right, absolutely not. Right, but but if he can get the job done, maybe maybe that's what they need to put to mm-hmm. put them back up in in playoff playoff realm. Yeah, for sure. So, moving on, we have my Minnesota Golden Gophers. What a name! The Minnesota Golden Gophers, nationally ranked 44. And this, I think this kind of tells you how just just how good and how kind of in a league of their own. And I'll get on this with the SEC as well. But Minnesota is currently the number 10 team in the Big 12 – or, sorry, in the Big 10. And yet they're ranked number 44 in the nation. Yeah. And they're – obviously they're competing with – with the ACC, the SEC, primarily, they got some out of the Big Twelve. Uh, the Pac twelve probably doesn't have that much of an influence, but um, the fact that they're number forty four, but number ten in their conference, right. is, just goes to show how how much of a gap there is in skill from the Big Ten and the SEC and the Big Twelve from you know the Sun Belt or Conference right. USA. Or something like that. Like right. it, it is, it is insane. And I think as far as recruiting goes, I think 
Minnesota has been the busiest than any team we have because we have nine that are enrolled and we have nine that have signed a letter of intent. So that's yeah. 18. And then they have seven transfers coming in as well. Yeah. So, dude, this dude, team dude. is yeah. – they are getting so many players in right now. It is it is almost ridiculous yeah. how many players are getting in right now. Um, let's see. They got 18 commits. That's not even the most. Illinois has 22. Purdue has 20. Yeah. Michigan – yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. Penn State has 24. 15 of which are four stars. So, again, going back to that gap, I mean, that just goes to show, like, like there's a reason that these teams are that good. Right. Now, obviously, it takes a good coach to lead a team, but the fact that a team can have 17 four-stars, 15 four-stars, however many, and still, you know, it just it just shows the gap. Uh, and, and the fact that Minnesota is so low – in this conference is just it, it is insane to me because imagine if we did put them in like the conference USA or the American Athletic they dominate right they would dominate but in but in the Big Ten they ain't doing nothing because they're they're having to compete with all these other teams right so PJ you know, Fleck yeah PJ Fleck is the reason that I picked Minnesota so I think he's a great coach and and I mean it. it <sighs> I'm not saying Minnesota's going to win anything immediately or anytime soon, but, I mean, it, it's just crazy the talent that these right. schools get in these bigger conferences. Right. It almost it almost makes you wonder if – I mean, I mean, no, no school wants to drop down to a lower conference which just to win games, but do you think if they did that – you know, I don't even know if I want to ask that question. That might no, be- go ahead, ask it for the That's sake stupid. of debate. Let's do it. Like, like to drop down to a to a lower conference, like go 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 Sun Belt, go Sun Belt maybe, or something like that, and and just wipe just wipe wipe the table clean. Yeah, just just just, just and get get good recruits from there and, and build your way back up like slowly. See, that's that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah, just because, yeah. just because it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, it's like I said, like there's just such a gap. Like, it. I don't think it's something these lower. I mean, everything has to do with money, right? And so, I, I don't think any of these lower conferences would disapprove of them being in the conference, but at the same time, it's like. In the Sun Belt, you know, we get to see Coastal Carolina and and App State and Georgia Georgia State right. and all these other teams compete, and it's it would, competitive. Right. It would be like Alabama going to the ACC. Right. Like they would. It's like you said, they would just wipe the table, and so I, I just think it would come to a point where they would be in that lower conference where, you know, if they stayed there long enough, eventually it would be they'd be stooping down to that level. You know, and they wouldn't be getting the recruits that they're currently getting. And so, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, what I do think might would work, though, is if you took some teams out of, you know, maybe the bottom half of the Big 12 or the Big 10 and the SEC, you know, like your Tennessees, your Minnesotas, your Indianas, your, 
your, you know, just all these teams that are in the lower half every year consistently. You know, I, I think if you took them and put them in a conference and kind of made like a tier, you know, you have your power five, you know, maybe make a power, not maybe not a power four, but like, maybe split off some of these teams and come up with a six power conference, right. you know? Right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do here. Um, I, I'd have to do some real deep digging to, to come to a solution with it, but it, it just, you can't go down to a lower conference because right. you're stooping down to that level. You're not going to get those recruits. And even though you'd wipe the table for two or three years, you know, now with, with players being able to transfer in and out as they, as they, as they please, right. you know, they'd probably be there sooner rather than later right. down to that level. Yeah. So, so I don't know. That's an issue that I think does need to be fixed, but it's like, the thing is college football and I'm here in Missouri. When's the last time Missouri had a good recruiting class? Right. You know, yeah. but <laughs> these people in Missouri are so passionate. Like I, I never would have even thought about it, but these people in Missouri are so passionate about this team even though they haven't even made a dent in the sec for years though they do have a five star right now <laughs> but good grief jumping on my own saliva but <laughs> it, it's like college football remains to be successful because yeah. These fan bases, you know, they connect with their team so much. I mean, you right. go out to you go out to Nebraska, you know what? What does Nebraska have? They have they have right. that football team, and that's it. Right. What does Kansas have? Well, they have the basketball team, but <laughs> but you know what right. I'm getting yeah. at. You know, that's You're all right. that these communities really have, and it's just it, it is amazing how. You know, it's like being at the bottom of this conference is okay. It, it just, it's very baffling to me. It, it, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. But we'll move on. Uh, we're starting to get into some higher name teams or some, some better recruiting classes. Uh, we have your, let's see, we're at one, two, three, four, five, number six on our list. We're at we good old your Baylor. We, Good old Baylor and Dave Aranda. What a what a douche. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so ranked number thirty four uh, nationally and number six in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So um, suck on that. Again, no again, no no five stars. No five stars. Which I gotta know. Like a lot of these teams don't have five stars. And the teams that do might only have like one or two of them. So right. it I want to know where that line is between four and five star. Like, where is that line? Right. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I'd imagine you'd have to be a freaking dog to be a five star. Right. Well, I, I, th I mean, mo obviously most of the five stars are going to go Bama and, mm -hmm. and uh, like, oh, man. The bigger, you know, right. Bama, your LSUs, your, you know, the SEC is taking it over by now. Right. So. Um, and I think as we'll see with with our SEC teams, just exactly how good they right. are. Um, but Baylor's been busy with 20 athletes that have signed a letter of intent to go to Baylor. Uh, their number one being a four-star receiver out of Texas. No shocker there. Yeah, um, they're, they're heavy recruiting offense right now, it looks like. Yeah. A bunch of offensive linemen. 
Right. I mean, they they have a full offensive line right now. Yeah. I see six. Six offensive linemen going to play for them. That's crazy. I see one or one receiver, no, two receivers, and a tight end. Mm-hmm. Oh, and look, then, they got Reggie Bush. Yep. Reggie Bush out of Frisco. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna keep a tab on Reggie Bush over here. I'm gonna keep a tab on him. He's a three star. He is a three star, but six six foot one eighty. That he's he's a small. That's a small kid right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's tall, but he's skinny. Yeah, he 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 needs to put some weight on if he wants to be a good safety. (laughs) Well, most most of these guys do. So yeah, they're all most of them do. Um, so. So. We'll move on, uh, and we will finally, finally get into some SEC with my team, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Nice. No five stars, 20 signed letters of intent. And obviously with this year being one of their better years, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of blown away that they haven't making mo- more of a splash. The biggest thing that they've done is they landed that Jaden Hazelwood out yeah. of Oklahoma. So that's a big pickup for them. And I listen, I, I might just sound like a homer here, so say what you will, but why would you leave Oklahoma to go play for Arkansas? Because I, I don't I like I, I don't care who you are. Like in Oklahoma you have a better chance to win a national title, a conference title. You're you're I mean, and I get that all these games are won for yeah. For Arkansas this year, you know, they won all their rivalries and they won a bowl game. But, like, it's like, what – would you I rather mean, win some rinky-dink bowl game or would you rather win a conference title? Like, you tell me. Is it is it one of those things, like, you're you're going – you're – I mean, the, the only thing that I really think I know how to compare it to is, is are you pulling a LeBron like he went to Cleveland? He's, he's tr- like, you think he's trying to go build a good program in Arkansas? But, uh, I mean, as a, as a receiver, I don't think I don't see how you can do that as a receiver. No, you can't carry a football team as one player. Uh, right. You know, this ain't basketball. Not as, but not as a receiver. Not no, as a receiver. no, maybe absolutely a, not. Maybe you, can, you can make a dent. You you know you might you might be the deciding factor for one game, but it's not. Yeah, you, I mean you're not going to make that big of a splash. But right, Sam Pittman's got a nice recruiting class, ranked number eighteen in the nation. But again to our conversation earlier about just how good these teams are, they're ranked number 18 in the nation, TK, but they're ranked number eight in the SEC. They're ranked number eight. Right. And this is with zero five stars. None. Yeah. That's crazy to me. They've got a few really good, um, really good transfers. It looks like, uh, Mm -hmm. Two out of LSU, one out of Bama, one out of Oklahoma. Transfer the transfer portal looks like it's being promising. Yeah, for them, all full, all they have three four star transfers coming out of LSU, Bama, and then of course Hazelwood out of Oklahoma. I, I mean that that's a pretty decent. And then they have that kid coming out of South Florida coming to play quarterback. I don't know if he'll start or not. I I haven't I looked, it. but I'll have to I'll have to do some digging there. Yeah, but it, it you know Arkansas looks promising, but again the thing yeah. is the thing is that I harped on earlier, like it's like they're they're just that conference is so good, 
and the skill gap is is there. It exists. And so I just I, I don't know. While this is a very impressive recruiting class, it's still the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> so right. but we'll move on to your to your tigers. And I guess since I put this up, since I put this thing up, something has changed here, I think. They Maybe. uh LSU is LSU is one rank behind Arkansas, both in SEC and nationally. Nationally, uh-huh. nationally ninth in the SEC. Yeah, and they have so something. Five, something has changed. They have a five-star commit, um, uh-huh. tackle, six-six-three hundred. That dude. That dude uh, is it uh, three hundred pounds, man. Uh, he he he's he's a big boy. He might not be as mobile as. No, no, he's just he, big. Yeah, he's just he's he fills the gap. So yeah, for sure. I, I and I don't I don't really know what what kind of what 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 body type they want their offensive lineman. Do you want do you want bigger dudes that that can't move very well, or do you want a dude around two sixty, two seventy, maybe two eighty mm-hmm. that can that can that can move around a little bit more? You know, I feel I feel like personally. I would want a dude that was a little bit lighter, yeah, two two fifty to two eighty range that could mm-hmm. that was strong. So, but anyway, um, the the transfer portal the, the so eleven transfers. That's that 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 is ridiculous. Notre Dame big schools. Uh, they've got um, Eastern Tennessee. It's not a huge school, but but the yeah. Notre Dame, Arkansas, Virginia, um, yeah, Penn State, ECU, a long I'm, snapper, I'm, a long snapper from ECU. There Slade you go. Roy. Okay, I think yeah, I know. I, I I think I know Slade. I know that name. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely pulling away from some of these schools. Yeah. Not, not the, not is the transfer portal here. They have the volume, but I'm seeing a lot of like three stars, and you know I would have thought they probably would have pulled some bigger names than what they got, but who knows? They <laughs> they pulled a guy out of Missouri, so there's that. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I'm running out of time for this segment, so we'll move on to our number ten in the nation, number two in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma. So, uh, like everyone keeps saying about Oklahoma, Oklahoma's going to be fine. I mean, they're number 10 recruiting in the nation. And, you know, have signed the letter of intent, meaning they intend to come to that school. And even with Lincoln Riley gone, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And then they, they've got, they've got some recruits coming in. Um, A few four-star transfers uh, got, one out of Cal, Central Florida, Hawaii. They got the guy from Hawaii, which I've heard a lot about, Jonah Laulu. So that's going to be a fun name to listen out for this year. Um, and then they have Trey Morrison transferring from Carolina, a cornerback, uh, which that – that Carolina's uh, defensive backs did not impress me all that much that year, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping a close eye on him. Um yeah, they I, they don't have any, they don't have any five stars, no, no. five stars. 
So, but last year they were number 10 in the country. This year they're number 10 in the country. So, again, I don't, Oklahoma's not going anywhere. It's, it's not like the talent's not there. Um, so, I, I, you know, I talk about Oklahoma all the time, so I won't spend too much time on here. But right. with, with, with all these players transferring out and all that, I think they'll be young and, you know, Venables is as good as, as we think he is. I think they'll, you know, they'll still be up and running for the Big 12 title regardless. So, I'm not too terribly worried about it. Yeah, I, I mean, Oklahoma's been been good for the past – I can't even tell you how many years. So For, for like – they're consistent, so they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna sway very much in no. the direction. No. I don't think. Nope. So. All right, we'll move on to our number two team. And whenever I say that, I mean just this is these are the teams that we're covering for the year. So our number two, national number eight, and Big Ten number three. Yep. Michigan, Michigan which um, kind of expected them to have a big recruiting class, especially yeah. this year. Um. They have one five-star, and actually, I think I saw something today about Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders. What do you mean? He's going to the Raiders? I'm not sure. Okay, so. Yeah, but Jim Jim has been in the NFL. He's coached in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, and he's been successful in the NFL. So, um, okay, so it's not confirmed that he's going to Las Vegas, but – Sources are are saying as of the last as of the last hour that if the Raiders wanted him, he would go. He would go to the Raiders. Huh. So, and this is coming out of NB, NBC, the Athletic, twenty four seven Sports. I mean, it. it so it, it looks to me like he's he's definitely going to the Raiders. Um, and I I might touch up on this a little later in the podcast, but um, it. it the Bears, I believe, briefly talked to him, like very briefly. Yeah. So, you know, it, it whatever. I was, I was excited to try to go get him, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be too terribly upset with it. So, right. But Michigan, it looks like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna, they had a big year, so they got a five star cornerback. Um. Just from the looks of it, looks pretty well balanced as far as offense and defense. Yeah, of what they're getting out transfers. They only have one, one from a four star transfer out of Virginia. So, I mean, but they they've recruited well. Um, so twenty two have signed that their letter of intent. So that's big. So yeah, I don't. I feel like there's not a whole lot to say about them right now. We'll just have. Uh, yeah, like we'll have to see, especially if they get a new coach in, how all these players, you know, whether they'll stay there or not. So. Yeah. That's kind of Michigan is kind of up in in limbo, you know. Yeah. This is as close as they've gotten to a national title in years, and and the fact that Harbaugh might be gone is is kind of scary to, to think about. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know how to feel about that, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, time time will tell. And this is obviously very 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 preliminary talk. And we'll have to revisit this topic later on. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll probably revisit it further further on close to, to preseason. Um all right. Our last and final team, our our number one ranked team in the nation. Or sorry, not number one. And again, I swear things are changing 
right now as we speak because when yes. I checked earlier, they were number eight. But now Michigan's number eight. So Michigan's our number one team at the moment. Yeah. So our number two team is the North Carolina Tar Heels, my Tar Heels, who they pull in some big boys. Right. I mean, their defensive line and offensive line, they pull in some freaking dogs at the bigs. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's just kind of been who Mac has been – who Mac Brown has been going after. So, I, it, it's it, – and then we've also got some good receivers and running backs coming in as well. So, I don't know. Last year they were number 14, and I keep wondering to myself, I'm like, how the heck does he keep getting better, especially with the record that he had this year? So, right. I guess that's what happens whenever you win a national title one time is you can kind of go anywhere and pull whoever you want. Flash a few rings in their face. Right. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any familiar names, uh, familiar schools. We got Grimsley out of Greensboro, a defensive lineman, a five-star, um, a four-star edge from Shelby, and Leesville Road, a four-star edge. So they're they're pulling some edges. Four-star oh. running back out of Cleveland. Or Clayton, North Carolina, Cleveland High School. And I don't see any others that are from any schools that I really know. But Shelby. You gotta get an edge shot from Shelby. Yeah. So we've we've kind of got a decent little pool. So as it yeah. stands right now, and I'll try to go through this as fast as possible. So we have at number eight, Michigan, number nine, North Carolina, number ten, Oklahoma. I'm going to keep scrolling down 24-7. Number 18, Arkansas, 19, LSU. I'm going to continue scrolling down to see what I can find. 34, Baylor. Du, 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 du. 44, Minnesota. Du, 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 du. This is me doing my transfer noises, so just bear with me. Du, du, du. 52, Oregon. Du, 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 58, NC State. 60, USC. Seventy-two Coastal Carolina. Oh, good lord! We picked this year, TK. Let me just tell yeah. you, yeah, because I'm down in the hundreds now, and I'm pretty sure it goes to one fifty. Number one hundred three, Bowling Green. Uh, Jackson State moved from one hundred nine to one ten, and we'll cover Jackson State a little bit. I got some notes on them, and looks like maybe my Western Carolina Catamounts have been. Hey, oh no, they're still sitting at 145. 145. So and then we keep we can keep going down. Oh yeah, they still got all right. They go all the way to 163. Army is currently sitting at 163, but Army. it's it's Army, so they're not recruiting unless you well, want to go Gard- into the military. Gardner Webb is uh, I guess if you keep going, but there it says zero, so I don't know. Yeah, like right the there. ranking's not really there, but they are right there. They are right there. So so this has been our 2022 recruiting class very, very early. And as we can see, things are st- still changing, you know, even as this podcast goes on. Right. Um, so we'll be keeping up with that, kind of looking at some some moves that have been going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we are going to take a little break, and then we'll get into a little bit more college football, get into some NFL, and then we will send you guys out. Hello. Oh, 
I love a good break where I can just take a take a moment and just sit on my porcelain throne and just empty out my bowels. Ugh. <laughs> uh, telling you what, you don't really realize how bad you got to take one until you take one. You know, or until or until you're in the middle of doing something and you can't just get up and take one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it just, I, I think. I think taking one is probably one of my favorite things to do. It, like, it's oh, on yes. up there. I, I genuinely look forward to doing it every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but welcome back to the Little Lossy Podcast. TK, you want to do an ad read? Of course. Okay. Go ahead. Tell us what Keaton Long Snapping is. All right. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're not – we. We're we're in the we're in the planning, I think, for for another uh for another clinic. Um, Keaton Long Snapping, if you want to come out and uh, learn from an all American all conference long snapper, um, get quality, um, quality instruction and quality exposure from somebody who knows quality instruction and quality exposure. Keaton Long Snapping, myself. My brother, who is also a long snapper at Lenore Ryan right now, and my father, who is a great recruiting coordinator, um, helps um, other snappers and other college ath- or uh, high school athletes get recruited as well. Um, we are currently um, looking for a, a venue and times to do other um, uh, clinics and, and whatnot. Um, so more coming in the future. But, yeah, um, if you want to learn how to long snap, I got people who uh, – who can teach you? Yeah. So Keaton Long Snapping, you can check them out on OKListenHere.com. They got a whole page out on there. So go check them out. Um and it's not and it's not just it doesn't have to be just high school long snappers if you're a college long snapper too. Yeah. New or, upcoming or, and want to know what it takes to be the best at that level. High high school, high school, college, middle school, whatever. I I, I don't care. If you want to learn how to long snap, come on. Yeah, so very inclusive. Uh, everyone is welcome to do so. But Keaton Long Snapping, again, check them out on oklistenhere.com slash Keaton Long Snapping, um, and we'll continue putting content out there and doing all that fun stuff for you. So moving on in our podcast, we're still on college football talk. Um, I, I just want to briefly touch up on Jackson State because, holy cow, what a splash they have made. With with the pull of Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the nation right now. Yeah. And as I'm looking at this, uh, they're currently number 110 nationally, um, but they're the number one team outside of the the FBS, and so that's saying something. Um, now, it are they really ranked number one outside of the FBS solely because they've they've got Travis Hunter? On their team See, now. Well, here's here's the thing too. If you look at all these other, they have Travis Hunter and Kevin Coleman, who's all who's a four star, right. and they got a few three stars thrown in there. And so, uh, for that reason, like yes, I mean, if you get a five star outside of the FBS, that is obviously going to boost your numbers significantly. Right. So I do think that he is. The sole purpose. I mean, Kevin Coleman definitely helps, but um, would they I be mean, number one? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not too terribly sure. I, I I can't really 
judge that. But I do think Travis Hunter is the reason they are the number one position in this class of 2022 outside and, of the FBS. And, I mean, they've, they've also got a couple other big – like, they've got a few SEC and ACC. Yeah, so transfers. that's another thing I was going to talk about, too, was their transfers. Their transfers are really impressive. Yeah. They got players coming out of Texas A&M, Florida State, South Carolina, um, Miami – and and Indiana, I mean they they've got they've got they've got a lot of dudes coming in from Power Five schools that want to come play for Coach Coach Prime. So right, um, I think I mean this year is obviously going to be the year of of Prime. So I, I don't see I don't see there being a reason why they don't win out in the FCS division. So I it's just I don't see how it. It doesn't happen, right? No, I so. mean, it could be a big, it could be all a big, a big. It, it could all be hype right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, who? I, I definitely, definitely something that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. I don't know who wouldn't want to keep an eye on this. Yeah, and who? I don't know if anybody that isn't um, keeping you track need to of this story right now, for the most part, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's it's very interesting, and and to see them already predicted to be the number one team outside outside of uh, you know, well, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You can do it, TK. I just had. <laughs> Let I me guess. Whole... You're, you're pulling a Michael Scott, where sometimes you just start talking and hope the sentence that you're saying just goes somewhere. No, I I just had a whole stroke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, good job. Well, we'd love to see it. I, um, I, I mean, I mean, if they if they really are predicted to finish um, number one in FCS, then you know what? Uh, I'd like to see it. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and challenge them. Uh, let's see it. You know. Yeah, and then uh, I think a cool thing too is where the heck is North Dakota State? Right. Because I don't even see them in these top 162 teams that you know the most reliable source for recruiting is i don't i don't i don't i'm looking through and i'm just making sure just one last time just to be sure okay here they are they're sitting at 133 and they've got teams like northern arizona murray state central arkansas um sam houston who was really good this year you know the, the these teams you know north dakota state i believe is starting to lose a little bit of traction yeah um and so I, again, we're gonna have to see how it goes moving forward because right. North Dakota State has obviously done some great things in the past and have continued doing great things, but we'll just we'll have to see. Um, right. I don't have this. Oh wait, yes I do. I'm getting too far ahead of myself, but that that's all I gotta say about Jackson State and the FCS right now. Yeah. So. So we'll move on and talk a little bit about the national title. Um, did you watch this game much? I, 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 I watched, think you texted watched, me and said you watched just a little bit of it. I watched the beginning of it. Yeah, um, and ma'am, what a defensive battle that was. Yeah. Here, here's what's making me mad about the whole national title thing. The whole story behind this whole game has been Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett, Stet, Stetson Bennett. You know he's the he's the two star that came to Georgia, 
went and played JUCO, came back to Georgia, was told this year he wouldn't start, and but then comes and wins a national title for him. Yeah. That it, it's a great story, and I can see why the media is pushing it so heavily. But let me get one thing clear. Stetson Bennett is not the reason Georgia won this game. Right. Stetson Bennett is not the primary reason Georgia was even in this game. Right. You know, we have to give credit where credit is due. It's this freaking defense where other than the Alabama game, you know, they have just been dominant. They have arguably been yeah. the best defense that we have ever seen in college. Right. And I thought they were good whenever Roquan Smith – who currently plays for the Chicago Bears, I thought they were good then. Right. But this team, I think, if, at least in my lifetime, and, I mean, if you're an old head listening to this, you can you can, you can, can argue with me, you know, whatever. But at least in my lifetime, this has been the best defense I have ever seen. Yeah. You know, if you pair this defense with, with either Alabama's offense whenever they had all those receivers – or LSU with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you know, you pair them two, that could be up for debate to be one of the best yeah, te- best teams to ever come through the NCAA. Yeah. And so as a unit, like, that defense, that defense, I'm not going to say they carried them, but they did most of the labor. And I want to give the defense credit for what they did since Stetson Bennett seems to be the only thing that anyone's focusing on right now. Right. Um, And so I, I don't know a a defense wins championships. I love a good defensive game. Not many people like seeing these games where they're low scoring, but when you see defense just working like that, it's just, I love seeing it because I think it is a true work of art. Right. Yeah. So, it it just seemed like Georgia wanted it more the whole time. I that that was the feeling I got from it. I I feel like I feel like Georgia had had more of a want. Than yeah, and and I, I I don't know. This this could just be me just observing things wrong, but it seems like you know we saw Nick Saban in in after the game and when he was shaking Kirby Smart's hand. Obviously, like. <laughs> It's someone that you want to be proud of, and I understand that. You know, you it, Saban wants to be proud of Kirby Smart because it is one of his his former assistants, and so. But I just, I, I feel like I feel like Nick Saban is starting to come, kind of come down from his, right. what we know Nick Saban to be. Right, and so with that, I wrote an article on this within the last week you can go check it out on okaylistenhere.com and sports journal but i'm starting to wonder if the power in the sec alabama obviously runs the table and they've sat on top for so long but as we know through history eventually the one that's been sitting on top no matter for how long it's been eventually is going to get knocked off that throne and there's going to be someone else that comes in and takes over. Yeah. And right. I think we've seen in these last few years with LSU slipping through and, and Texas A&M obviously beat him. I'm not saying Texas A&M is going to be the next Bama, but you know, they had that slip up with Texas A&M and now of course with Georgia, right. You know, there's these teams that we're starting to see slowly slip through the cracks more and more frequently 
And so I'm starting to wonder if we're going to start, you know, here in the next little bit, these next few seasons, if we're going to start seeing what we saw in the, in the two thousands in the sec where there were like five or six different teams that won the conference title. Yeah. You know, you had, you had Florida in there, Auburn, Bama won LSU. You know, we, there were a few others mixed up in there. Um, and I'm sure some of my sec heads will come at me for not giving them a shout out, but there were just, there was a variety of teams that was winning it, you know, and it wasn't, you know, Bama winning it for three, four years in a row right. and then losing one time and then and then winning it for another two or three times. So now, uh, I mean, it, Bama, Bama has the reputation for, for slipping and, and falling down and then somehow, somehow coming back up to the top, you know. Yeah. But, but so, and, so, so I don't – I think maybe – I think this era of Bama football is coming to an end. Yeah, I, and, I, and I believe it is too. And, and that's I'm not hope- to say that they won't win, you know, once or twice every three, four years. But right. I think the dominance of what they do have is slowly dwindling. And, you know, as I was doing my research for that for that article, um, Bama still has Nick Saban until, until 2028. Right. Uh, that's when his contract ends. And, and unfortunately, the dude's getting old. Right. <laughs> He's got to retire at some point. Right. I mean, unless he just wants to pull Tom Brady and coach until he's 90 years old, the dude has got to retire at some point. Right. And I think it'll – I think, you know, I think over these next few years we might see a few more slips. I think next year Bama will be back. And, you yeah. know, they'll be back to to winning the national title. Um, But you got to think, you know, now Georgia is the new, young, fresh team that – has all the right. hype moving forward. And so and then with Brian Kelly going to LSU, I think yeah. over these next few years, I think between Georgia, LSU and Bama, I think we're gonna see kind of a big, yeah. big dog fight between those three and moving I mean, moving I bet, forward. I, I'd almost put Texas A and M up there with them too. Um yeah. Uh they they've crept up there. They've crept yeah. up there. They're like um, they're like a tier two team in the SEC right but, now pushing their way into a tier one team. Yeah. So we'll have now, to see. I'd give I get I think I'd give Nick Saban maybe one or two more national titles and I, I think Oh I think no that's, no doubt. I, again, yeah. I think that and I think at that point I think I, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna take another new fresh coach to get now Nick Saban is always going to be one of the best college football coaches ever. no absolutely no but doubt. The, 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 I'm not taking that away from Nick Saban but you know uh, I think I think his his time is I think I think the the sun is setting on Nick Saban Alabama football so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think it's going to take a new a new coach in there to to ramp things back up yeah um and so, so kind of to that point as well one thing that I did a little bit of digging on too um Alabama's not going to bring in a new spanking, a brand spanking new coach. It's, yeah, right. it is not going to happen um, right. unless they hire from within. The, the most success that we've seen, for the most part, there are some instances where this this isn't true. But when you bring in an experienced head coach, right, Bama's going to be able to get whoever they want whenever Nick Saban leaves. That's going to be the hottest job in football across all of football. It doesn't matter right. if you're competing in the NFL. You know, if you're if you're 
the Chicago Bears looking for a head coach or your Alabama looking for a head coach. Say right. you're that head coach and both teams are pulling at you, where are you going to go? Take money out of the factor, which I know that that's a huge factor. But say you're getting $10 million to go to either one of these places. Where are you going to go? Right. And you're going to Bama. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, of course, all this talk about the sun setting on Alabama, and they're sitting at number two in the country in recruiting behind Texas A&M. And I think the Texas A&M wave right now is is just all hype for the yeah. time being. But So, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, I do think the sun will set on Alabama's dynasty and what they have because, I mean, again, it just it happens with it, dynasties. Yes, right. They eventually fall. Um. I guess the debate really can be whether it's going to be sooner rather than later. Right. So, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see, but I, I think, I think they'll still be pretty dominant over these next few years with Nick Saban, but I think it'll be whenever Nick Saban leaves that we really start seeing that shift in power. And we yeah. start seeing those four or five teams winning in the sec and then moving on and advancing to the national title. Right. So that's what I got on, on Bama and, you know, our national title recap. So that's our NCAA talk. And now we got to get into NFL talk. So wild card weekend and holy, holy, I got in trouble on Twitter this weekend, TK. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I was about to ask you, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you how that's going. So let me, let me just preface this a little bit. So I watched a little bit of the Bengals Raiders game, which can shout out to the Raiders or the Bengals for finally winning one after so many years. Send that text out. Do what you need to do. I think Joe (laughs) Burrow is he's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, he's been fun to watch all all season long. Yeah. And and, you know, I just I love watching him play. Bills Patriots Bills win that game in dominating fashion. About dang time. And, again, yep. I'm going to tie this back to the power shifting in the SEC. Eventually, the 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 head honcho has to fall at some point. And I yeah. think that power in that division is finally shifting from the Patriots to the Bills. Yeah. So, those games happen, I believe, on Friday. And so, I'm sitting in Charlotte at my parents' house on Saturday. And I watched every minute of every single game, which other than, other than the last like two minutes, two or three minutes of the Cowboys 49ers game. Oh my God. It it was just boring game after boring game. The Buccaneers and Eagles. I don't even know why I sat down to watch that game. I knew what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. And the, don't let the score fool you. It was 31 to 15, but really it was like 31 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. So don't let that fool you. Tom Brady, Again, don't bet against them. It, it doesn't work out. I'm going to skip over the Cowboys and 49ers because I got – actually, no, I got to touch up on them before I get to why I got in trouble on Twitter. So the Cowboys 49ers, um, I just want to say to Cowboys fans, um, the refs did not lose that game for you. Yeah. The, yeah. the fact that they are all up in arms, and let me tell you, they were up in arms. Uh, Cowboys t- – they are more active than any fan base. So uh, at least from what I saw on Saturday, I was on Twitter just tweeting away. The Cowboys fan base, I got more reactions out of than any other fan base. But one thing that 
people have to understand about football, and obviously you and I have played football before, so we know this. Yeah. But whether you win or lose a game, isn't it isn't determined by one or two plays at the end of the game. It's not determined by that. Right. It's determined how you play throughout the whole course of the game. The game is won in 60 minutes. Right. You know, if you weren't good enough to put yourself in a position to win that game if, in, if, in if, 55 minutes, that last five minutes isn't – I mean, it, it, those last five minutes, yes, you can go down on a winning drive, but – the position that the Cowboys put themselves in is what lost in the game. It's not, it's not the ref running into Dak Prescott, you know, but that play was stupid. Everyone's seen it. You know, they, they run the ball with 14 seconds left and no timeout and the refs doesn't spot the ball because Dak Prescott doesn't hand the ball to the ref and time runs out, you yeah. know, cause the refs got to spot the ball. Right. But football games are won in 60 minutes, not, two not in 15 seconds yep and kind of to close out on it do we really believe that they were going to score on that last play because that no. prescott was playing terribly no. he was either missing yeah. those passes or the receivers weren't catching it so <laughs> it's like that game was not lost because the ref didn't spot the ball right even though you could have had one more play if you handed the ball to the ref right so none, it, it, all in all, none of, none of it comes down to the ref. It, it was it was poor football IQ on that. Yeah, very very that, poor, there very there. poor. So it, that I mean, this could have been the Cowboys' year to make a decent run. Do I think they would have won Super Bowl? Absolutely not. But no. it, it is it is the Cowboys' own doing at why they lost that game. So that's all I'll say about that. Uh, we got I, we we got more interesting and pressing matters to tend to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to go a little Lee Corso picking a, picking a little bit of a horse, you know, you say never to bet against, uh, Tom Brady. I, I don't know, man, the, the bucks are good, but I, I, I mean, I don't, I think I'm leaning towards the bills, man. I think I, I'm leaning towards the bills too. Um, I'll go full on Bill's Mafia freaking jumping off of a car landing on a table and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 it, it's possible. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's possible. I'm not going to say it isn't, but I'm still not betting against them. You can't, yeah. you can't tell me to. You yeah. can't make me. Yeah. So, all right. Let, let, let's, get, let's, get to, let's get to why Twitter got me in trouble. So, Story time. So I'm sitting here watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs game. Steelers are down like it's the third quarter. They're down 35 to seven. And I'm just watching this game for the sake of watching it and talking on Twitter because I'm engaging with people doing this, that and everything. And of course, one of my favorite podcasters, Big Cat from part of my take, he's active on Twitter. He's got, you know, several million followers and he he is um he follows a lot of people on Twitter. So I had absolutely no reason to think that he would see this tweet. I figured he had more important things going on right now than to look at someone's tweet who only had like 20 something followers at the time and to retweet it. My dumb self went out and tweeted. I said, Hey, big cat, if you retweet this tweet, I'll tattoo your logo on my ass. <laughs> Within five seconds, 
he retweeted it, and my Twitter is blowing up. <laughs> so he retweets it, and I, I don't even know what I'm sitting at right now. Um, let me take a look on this one tweet. <laughs> okay, so oh, here's God. what I'm sitting at. I'm sitting at 49 comments, 22 retweets, and 1,106 likes. <laughs> So, oh. yeah, so I've got a got a bit of a crisis management going on right now, and I'm 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 kind of keeping on the DL, just hoping it kind of blows over because I really don't want to get something tatted on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but people, I, I got. <laughs> I want I want to get the followers. Don't get me wrong, and I don't want to let the people that have followed me down. But I also really don't want to have a tattoo on my ass. Yeah. Um. And so <laughs> it, it's fun, you know, it's fun interacting with some of these people. And I think everyone, for the most part, is pretty lighthearted about it. I don't think you know it's like the episode of The Office where Andy goes and gets a tattoo on his ass. I don't think anyone really expects me to go through with it. Um, it would be cool <laughs> if I did though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that right. that is, you know, uh, unfortunately, the the thousand people that want me to get my ass tatted, they don't. What they say does not take press doesn't take priority over what my fiance says. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, Ooh, I, I, yeah. I ask Sydney. I go, hey, I just had this dude. Like, if I do this, you know, just. You know, th- this will bring in a lot of attention and yada yada yada. And I- I'm not that big of an attention seeker, um, but of course she's she's not on board with it. So um, as long as there's not legal action taken, you know, there will not <laughs> there will not be a tattoo written. There will not be a logo on my ass. So um, I hate to break it for anyone that is looking forward to that, but unless you can find a legal reason for me to do so, which I guess it is in text, and he did follow through. So I guess in a sense, you're just uh, yeah, you're just going back. We're just we're just gonna we're just gonna leave it alone and hope nothing happens. So I'm trying to find it. On his feed right now, I know I can go to yours. I just want to see where he retweeted. It, it, I'm pretty sure at this point because he's on it. Like the dude that I had retweeted is on Twitter. I mean, constantly. So. I found it. I found it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Like, like, and retweet it. Like and retweet it. Go ahead. I go ahead and like and. Am I on my my main account right? Yeah, I am. Okay. Make sure I'm not yeah. on my Rubio long or my. Ooh. My Keith long snapping fish. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah just so, started some beef there. Ho- hopefully that one just blows over. <laughs> and hopefully I don't have to actually go get a tat. Now granted, here's my one saving grace on it though. I said I would do it, but I never said when I would do it. There's no time frame here. That's true. <laughs> so, so just, it might just, be it, it might be towards the end of my life that I get this. Yeah, done. on your deathbed. Yeah, exactly. Just go, okay, ahead. just go ahead and do it. You know, whenever that podcast <laughs> is done and over with. So, <laughs> oh man, oh, yeah. You know, I was gonna say that I'd do it with you, but I. Yeah, yeah. The lady probably wouldn't be too terribly happy about that uh, one. Yeah, I don't know if she would either. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this this podcast has gone on for plenty long, and so we don't want to keep you too terribly long. Um, we'll close out with this. Let's make some predictions for the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, I have it split up in AFC and NFC, so that, that's just how we're doing it. Uh, first game, we got the Titans versus the Bills in Nashville. Or, sorry, Titans versus the Bengals in Nashville. And I think my prediction is that this will be the most exciting game of the week. Of the yeah. weekend. Um, just because I think it's going to be the most competitive. Uh, I don't want to sleep on the Titans because they are the number one team. But at the same time, the Bengals are really – so yeah. for that reason, I'm going with the Bengals. I was going to go with the Bengals too. Hang on, let me write that down. All right. So we both got the Bengals. Now we'll move on to the Chiefs versus the Bills. And you already know who I'm going. Yeah, you're going. You're going Bills because you I'm mentioned going that Buffalo, earlier. man. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go I'm, for Buffalo too. I'm uh, I, just, I think this now. is their year. I think this is their year. So I'll go Bills as well. Uh, moving on to the NFC, we got the Packers and the 49ers. As I much want. As I, I want. San, I want San Francisco to win this so bad. Yeah, but I just don't think that they have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, I'm going to talk about San Francisco for a second because I do think that as a Bears fan, I have to at least acknowledge how grateful I am for the 49ers because last year when we did make playoffs, it was because the 49ers won a game that we were in the playoffs. And so this year, we got a root for the 49ers to beat the Packers. And so I think for that, the 49ers might turn out to be my number one two team here in the near future depending on how this game if if the 49ers beat the Packers this year I think I will oh be careful I think I will officially put the 49ers above the Carolina Panthers as my oh. team the 49ers okay well yeah, I'm, pick, I'm, I like I'm picking the Packers to win don't yeah. get it twisted, but yeah. I, I, I'm just saying if the 49ers win, they will be my number two team above the Carolina Panthers, but below yeah. the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Final game, we got the Buccaneers versus the Rams. You already know who I'm going with. Yeah. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, even though the Rams are really hot, I'm not betting against Tom. TK, yeah. you can if you want, but last time you no, did that, yeah. bit you in the ass. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm going Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, All right. All right, so we got our teams, and I, I let we can make we can go ahead and make our Super Bowl predictions because all of our picks are the same. So in our AFC title game, we got the Bengals and the Bills, and in the NFC title game, we got the Packers and the Buccaneers. Who do you think is coming out coming out of the AFC? If you're going to give it to me, I got the Bills beating the Bengals. It's been a good run, Bengals, but the inexperience is just there, and yeah. I, I don't see them you getting gotta- out of that. You got a uh, you got a Bucks you got a Bucks Bills Super Bowl you think? I don't want to bet against Tom Brady. I will never bet against Tom Brady, but I do think the Packers are really hot right now, and yeah. I would like to make this decision after I see them play the 49ers because if they wipe them out of the water like I think they will, then I might be able for once in yeah. my life to bet against Tom Brady. Um, I'm, but I'm, again. 
I, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little twisted on this one. Yeah. I'm put I'm putting Bills in the Super Bowl, and I, it's either going to be the Bucks or the Packers, and I, I I don't know. I don't know, dude. So we're going to say the NFC currently is a question mark. But I got I got Bills in the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I got Bills in there, and yeah, I'm with you. I the, the NFC right now is a bit of a toss up. Yeah. So and hey, I do want to say, even though I have the Buccaneers winning, I do think the Rams have a decent chance. I think between the Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams, as much as I hate to say it for the sake of Bills fans who have been to the Super Bowl but never but didn't win it in like those four years, yeah, the NFC is just loaded right now. They yeah. got the Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams, all three teams which could win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So um oh, man. But yeah, um, it's really all that I got. I mean, I could yeah. bring up the Bears and that whole situation. Um, I'll briefly touch over it. Um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are gone. Thank God. Everyone knows that by now. But yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. It doesn't matter who the Bears hire. Um, they're, they're still going to suck because they're – George McCaskey, who is like the head honcho of the whole yeah. team – he is so incompetent. He yep. doesn't. He does not know what it's he's a, doing. It, it's an ownership problem. It is. It is. And there needs to. The, I mean, he blatantly said up on that podium, uh, you know, I'm not much of a football guy. Like, dude, your your whole life is football. Your whole yeah. family is football. It is the Chicago Bears. How do you not know anything about football? Right. You know, if you don't know anything about football, don't be the decision maker for a football team. Right. Like, it, there's just – I wish I could sit here and be hopeful for the Bears, but I, I don't care if you hired the best coach known to man. Right. It, 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 I don't care if you hired Bill Belichick. It's just – I don't think it would happen. Right. The Bears, exactly. I, I have absolutely no hope in them. Yeah. So, that that's my closing remarks. I'm not going to harp on them too much, but yeah, that, that's just – that's my closing remarks on the Bears. Yeah, I don't – I th- I think I think it's well overdue for them to be gone, but yeah. Oh um, yeah, I, I I love the fact that it stayed in the family for this long, um, just because Hallis was a founding member of one of the first teams. But it it it's time. I hate to say it, but it's time for the Bears to move on. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's all I have to say for this podcast, TK. I'm all good. All right. Well. This has been episode 10 of the Little Aussie Podcast. If you've made it this this far, we uh, we thank you very much for listening to it. And, uh, yeah, peace, love, happiness, and we'll send you out with the week with the bang. All right.